The Chicago Blackhawks will likely be without Patrick Kane once again tonight when they take on the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. I'll get into a full preview of the matchup as well as yet another Hawks prospect being named captain of their junior club. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. Today is Wednesday, Thursday. Today is Thursday. The Chicago Blackhawks will likely be without Patrick Kane once again tonight when they take on the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. I'll get into a full preview of the matchup as well as yet another Hawks prospect being named captain of their junior club. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Today is Thursday, January 12th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talking Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And real quick, if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please make sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well, which I always greatly appreciate. And the best part about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. For those of you who may not be aware already, your boy over here is going to be giving away two free tickets to a Blackhawks game sometime in the second half of the regular season. I haven't decided exactly what game it's going to be yet, but I will be announcing that here probably in the next week or two. But In order to qualify, you have to do two things. First, you either have to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Greatly appreciate it if you left it with a five-star review. And in that review, you also need to drop the name of your YouTube channel because I'm also going to be checking that you are subscribed to Lockdown Blackhawks. You need to do both in order to qualify. So if I go and see your review, I choose that you're going to be the winner. And then I go and check on YouTube and you're not subscribed. I'm going to choose another winner. You need to do both to qualify. So make sure to go and do that. Leave me a review. Go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Every episode from here on out, folks, is going to have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So make sure to go do that. It only makes sense. It's also 100% for free. Only takes two seconds to go and click on that button. And it really does help your boy out tremendously. Also, make sure to go and smash the like button down below on today's video. And last, go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications, and that way you can get notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. 
All right, enough of that. Good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here each and every day. Getting right into the good stuff this morning, folks. Hope everyone's off to a great start to their day. And the Chicago Blackhawks are back in action tonight this evening at the United Center for the fifth game in a row during their current seven-game homestand. Tonight they have a 7:30 matchup with the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche. The second time these two teams are meeting up here this season, and the first since way back on October 12th for the season opener in Denver, where the Blackhawks lost by a score of 5-2. to two. And while I know it seems awfully likely that the Avs are going to come away victorious once again here tonight, uh, they've gotten the better of the Blackhawks in 10 of the last 12 meetings, including five in a row coming into this one. Um, but they really haven't found a way to hit their stride so far this season. I don't want to call it, you know, the Stanley Cup hangover or anything because Injuries certainly been a big part of them kind of not finding their groove, um, but they have lost six of their last seven coming into this one. As I mentioned, though, the injuries have played a huge factor. They've been without Captain Gabriel Landis-Cog all season long. Nathan McKinnon, I think, just missed 11 or 12 games, something like that. Valeria Nachushkin, who is a huge part of that Stanley Cup run, been a really good player the last two years after Everyone just kind of assumed he was a bust and washed up. Uh, I think he's only played 15 games this season as well. They, they've also been without Bowen Byram, the former number three overall pick, who a lot of Blackhawks fans uh, wanted the team to take with that third overall selection. Excuse me, Bowen Byram is the former number four overall selection. The Blackhawks ended up taking Kirby Dock at number three. Fortunately for Byram, though, he just continues to be plagued by injury. Um, he's been out for quite some time. I think he's only played 10 games this year. So yeah, uh, that's obviously going to play a big part in the avalanche. Um, not running through everyone in the Western conference, like most folks expected this season. Um, but obviously they're still a very talented team. As I mentioned, they've gotten the black, they've gotten the better of the Blackhawks a lot in the last couple of years. Um, but I do think it is an interesting matchup here tonight with this Avs team not really having anything going for them as of late, and the Blackhawks on their first two-game winning streak since back in October, right around when these teams met up for the first time. Um, so, yeah, going to be a good one at the United Center, potentially. We'll see. Um, one thing to keep an eye out for, though, the Avs, um, they do have one of the best top four defensemen core in the entire NHL, with Kale McCarr. Eric Johnson, Devon Taves, Samuel Girard, those those big four, are, you know, you could put them up against anyone's top four defensemen and, you know, I might take what Colorado has, but they've really struggled with the depth defensemen due to these injuries this year. I mentioned Bowen Byram's been hurt. Josh Manson is out right now. Uh, and I've noticed the Avalanche have been rolling with seven defensemen quite often here as of late. So that's one thing to keep an eye out for coming into tonight's matchup. If they roll that lineup type out once again. Uh, but taking a look at some of the numbers between these two teams this season, some of the stats for Colorado really caught me off guard. It's kind of hard to believe that they're putting up these, you know, middle-of-the-pack-esque numbers this season. They're 13th in the NHL on the power play, which, you know, they are still in the top half of the NHL. I just think 
you know, you'd expect them with all the talent that they have uh, to be a little bit higher up in that regards. But here's the real kicker, folks. The Colorado Avalanche right now are 25th in the NHL in goals per game, averaging under three a night. You just would have never guessed that after the offensive juggernaut that they were last season. But again, <clears throat> when you don't have your captain leading the way all season long, Nathan McKinnon, who's you know the guy who kind of beats the drum for that offense, he's missed some time. Um, they, they just really haven't been healthy and certainly look a lot different than they did throughout the majority of last season when they were just running over everyone. Uh, but I, I do understand why, you know, th these things happen. It's tough in the game of hockey, a physical sport. Injuries are always a part of it. Uh, you got to find a way to battle through that adversity and just hope that you hit your stride at the right time, right around uh, when the playoffs are starting and you can be as healthy as possible then. So for the Avalanche, I'm sure they're not worried at this point. Yes, it's been an underwhelming first half. I think everyone would agree with that. But once they are healthy for their sake, you know, hopefully they do get to that point before it's too late. Um, but this roster is, is still absolutely unbelievable. They still have, other than Kadri, basically all the pieces from last season. There's no reason that they can't run it back. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, one thing that I took away from the Blackhawks dynasty era and even just watching Tampa Bay go about their business the last few years and how they're going about it this season as well. When you get to that point, once you finally get over the horizon and you know what it really does take and you felt it in that locker room, it really just feels like you don't really care what spot you get in the playoffs. You just got to get in and you know you're going to have a chance. That's what's beautiful about the game of hockey. So it's not like it's dire time or anything right now for the Colorado Avalanche. You still have a full half to go. Um, but I do think this game could be more competitive than most folks expect when they just look at a matchup between, you know, the Colorado Avalanche, the team that won the Stanley Cup last season, and the Chicago Blackhawks, who are currently dead last in the NHL standings, but first place in the real standings, the Connor Bedard standings. All right, there are some opening thoughts ahead of tonight's matchup with the Colorado Avalanche. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the Blackhawks' projected lineup and Patrick Kane's recent conversation with NBC Sports Chicago on his injury. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all pro and college sports betting needs this season. You can find all of the latest developments, game matchups, news, and even podcasts on whatever game you want to place a wager on. And Bet Online is also your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and game scores. And I personally love it because, first off, it's both the fastest and the easiest way to place a wager down. And they have everything from the NHL, the NBA, college basketball, UFC, MMA, boxing. They even have golf. They really have everything. So head on over to the website today, or you can also use your mobile device to learn more about all of the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Real quick, just wanted to say thanks again to everyone for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Now for your second listen, make sure to go check out a very relevant podcast for us Blackhawks fans, which is Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the 2023 NHL draft. Plus, 
You also get NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every single team. So make sure to go and check out Locked On NHL Prospects, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, segment two, let's go ahead and talk about what we can expect to see out of the Blackhawks lineup later this evening. Based on what we saw from practice yesterday, I am recording this prior to the Blackhawks morning skate, so nothing's officially set in stone, but I think we have a pretty good idea at this point with Patrick Kane being ruled as doubtful, seeming very unlikely to play, all but been ruled out at this point. If he's not 100%, there's just no need to rush him back. And, you know, he wasn't good enough to practice with the guys yesterday. To me, you know, even Luke Richardson said that was the indicator. I just don't think there's any reason to play Patrick Kane at this point if he's anything but 100%. And clearly, he's not that at this point. And I'll talk about that here coming up in just a few moments. But as far as the Blackhawks lineup, looks like it's going to be pretty similar to what we saw in their last game on Sunday against Calgary. But just as a reminder, it's been a couple days here. Uh, the top line, it looks like it's going to be Lucas Reichel, Max Domi, and Philip Kurashev once again. And boy, let me tell you, that top line absolutely dominated that game. <clears throat> Excuse me. Lucas Reichel was perhaps the most impactful player on either side. Really excited to see what that trio can do here again tonight. Hopefully, it's another big night for number 27, Lucas Reichel. On the second line, we're going to see Tyler Johnson, Jonathan Taves, and Taylor Radish. No surprise there. Third line, it looks like Mackenzie Entwistle is, in fact, going to make his return to the lineup after missing the past six games due to a wrist injury. He hasn't been activated off of IR just yet. I'm actually going to check that real quick. Um, but all signs point in that direction. Brett Sini was reassigned from uh, reassigned to the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. Uh, yes, Mackenzie Entwistle is still on IR as of this morning. I expect the Blackhawks to make a roster move and Entwistle to draw back into the lineup on the third line here with Jason Dickinson and Andreas Athanasiu, who's been really good in my mind the past five, six, seven games. Kind of went through a lull there, and that is really what led to his now full-time demotion outside of the top six. But ever since he's been put on the third line, he's really been making an impact down there. Blackhawks haven't been getting much of that throughout the course of the season. It's been a nice change as of late here, seeing the third line contribute. Great stuff from Andreas Athanasiu as of late. And then on the fourth line, looks like we're going to see Colin Blackwell, Sam Lafferty, who is, even though the offensive numbers aren't up probably as much as I or a lot of Blackhawks fans were hoping they would be after the way that he played towards the end of last season. He's still making a huge impact in the bottom six as well. Great article recently put out by Ben Pope of the Chicago Sun-Times, a reoccurring guest here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Make sure to go and check out that piece for some more on fan favorite Sam Lafferty. He's centering the fourth line tonight in between Colin Blackwell and Reese Johnson. Looks like Boris Kachuk, no surprise, is going to be the odd man out once again. Then on the defensive side of things, let's stick with that Jake McCabe, Seth Jones, top defensive pairing. They've been dynamite since being put together. Second D pairing, uh, Jack Johnson. Looks like he's going to be in the lineup tonight playing with Connor Murphy. I do not understand it whatsoever. Isaac Phillips will be drawing back in after being out for both games of the Hawks' current winning streak. He'll be there with Caleb Jones, meaning Ian Mitchell is getting healthy scratched. I don't understand it. Ian Mitchell 
Looks like he's getting settled. Looked like he's getting comfortable. Playing well. Playing well. He's getting scratched. <sighs> Don't understand it. I just hope we're counting down the games left with Jack Johnson on this roster. To make matters worse, Jared Snorri is going to be coming back soon here too, it appears. Someone's certainly got to go. It's got to be Tenorti or Jack Johnson in my mind. Um, we'll see what winds up happening, but it really is a shame, again, that Ian Mitchell is being healthy scratched after playing well here in his past couple outings. Then in net for the Blackhawks, Alex Stalock, not sure at this point if he's going to be good enough to back up Peter Mrazek tonight. He's obviously going to get the start with Stalock dealing with some bad shrimp as of late, the latest to be diagnosed with a non-COVID-related illness. And because of that, the Blackhawks recalled Jackson Stauber from the Rockford Ice Hogs of the AHL. If Stalock isn't able to dress as the backup, Stauber will do just that before he's eventually sent back down to Rockford here in the coming days. Uh, but for Mrazic, this is just his third start in the last nine games for the Blackhawks and only his second appearance here in 2023. And while, you know, it's pretty clear at this point, Mrazic has been surpassed by Alex Stalock as the starter for Chicago. Uh, and while the numbers for Mrazic as a whole on the season are not very pretty, uh, he's got a 2-10-1 record with a 4-1-9 goals against average and a 8-7-8 save percentage in 14 starts this year. To be fair, Blackhawks defense in front of him has not been very good for a majority of those. And couple of those starts that he lost, Mrazek really stood on his head and kept the Blackhawks alive. Um, but there's no denying that he hasn't been up to the level that Alex Stalock's been at when he's been healthy this season. And, you know, I, I kind of feel bad for Mrazek because in his last two starts, he was actually really good. You just, it's kind of hard to remember it. He hasn't played since um, his last start was against the San Jose Sharks. Played all right early on in that game, kind of unraveled there late. Um, but his game against the Carolina Hurricanes was his second to last start, and he was dynamite against his former team in that one. So hopefully Mrazic can find that level again. I know it's going to be difficult with uh, being on the bench here and kind of being cold and not getting a lot of action to kick off 2023. But one other thing I do want to mention is that he does historically have some really kick-ass numbers against the Colorado Avalanche. Mrazek's 3-1-2 with a 1-6-2 goals against average, a 9-42 save percentage, and two shutouts in six career starts against Colorado. So we'll find out if he can keep that up here this evening. He'll likely have to if the Hawks have any chance of extending their current winning streak to three games. I also wanted to talk here for a second about Patrick Kane's little response when speaking with NBC Sports Chicago following Tuesday's practice about his recent injury. The full episode is going to be dropping here sometime this morning. I woke up early and was hoping that it was already going to be released. It sadly had not been, so I can only talk about this little snippet here. Um, I have a feeling that Kaner, I'm sure, touched on this a little more. There was like a two-minute, not even like a minute-long clip shared on NBC Sports Chicago, and I wanted to hear the full thing. That's unfortunately all we got right now. Um, but yeah, this occurred on Tuesday. Obviously, at that time, Kane didn't know if he was going to be playing against Colorado, or you know, at least that's what he said publicly. But uh, I did think it was interesting to hear him talk about Elliot Friedman mentioning the possibility of him being shut down for the rest of the regular season. As I discussed on the show yesterday, 
And one thing I do want to mention again here real quick for those who may not have listened to the show yesterday, kind of just defending Friedman here and giving it some background. If anyone's like, whoa, 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 that's a terrible idea from Friedman. What are we doing here? Shutting down Patrick Kane? Listen, listen, listen. Um, Friedman was totally just thinking out loud here and kind of spitballing this idea. He was not saying he heard the Blackhawks wanting to go this route or anything along those lines. No, this is completely just a hypothetical at this point in time. Now, I will say, if Painter is dealing with something that, you know, could linger on and on and on for the rest of the year, that's no good for anyone. Him, the Blackhawks, a team trying to acquire him, um, that's when the idea would come into play, Friedman said, if Kane is dealing with something like that. At this point, it, it doesn't seem likely based on his reactions, but I, I did think it was a little curious here to say that, you know, he, he obviously didn't close that door and didn't rule it out completely. Now, I want to mention this is a 50-second clip that was shared to Twitter. I don't want to overact to this all that much, but I did think it was a little interesting how he kind of just thought about his response there for a second and didn't, you know, shut the door on that completely. He said they definitely aren't there right now with a smile on his face. He also added that you never know what could happen. I don't know. I, again, don't think we're at that point. The more likely scenario here is that Kaner is just dealing with a little something that has him less than 100%. At this point, I don't think anyone knows if it's going to linger long-term or, or anything else. And I think that's why Kaner probably said that. Um, but I, I do want people to know that this isn't a terrible idea if Patrick Kane is actually, you know, going to be potentially banged up for the rest of the year or for his career if he doesn't have this cleaned up or have it fixed. The Blackhawks could bring him back on a one-year deal, assuming Patrick Kane would even want to do this himself, and then they could re-go through this process for the entire season. And this could actually help out the Blackhawks financially because they could place Kaner on LTIR for the rest of this year. They could take on some more bad contracts at the deadline. Then they also have to consider the Stanley Cup, or the Stanley Cup, the salary cap floor next season. Um, and having Kaner, who's you know going to be on a pretty lofty contract, even if he does take a bit of a pay cut this time around, that'll help the Blackhawks achieve that goal. So I, I know fans are like, probably not in favor of the Blackhawks shutting Patrick Kane down. But if he does end up going that route, that likely means he's coming back again next season. So um, I did just want to talk about this and Kaner's response here for a second. I'm sure we'll hear more about it in NBC Sports Chicago's full interview with him whenever that gets released. And when it does, I'll make sure to talk about it right here on Lockdown Blackhawks in case there's anything noteworthy whatsoever. All right, there are my thoughts on Patrick Kane's recent reaction to some injury talk around the NHL. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into yet another Blackhawks prospect being named captain of their respective junior club. But first, I need to talk to you all about Athletic Greens and their new AG1 product, which is something that I use every single morning because with just one scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins minerals, probiotics, and more to help you start your day. This special blend of ingredients is truly incredible, folks. It helps support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and even your aging. And Athletic Greens was first created when the founder themselves experienced a ton of gut issues 
and ended up on a complicated supplement routine in order to recover. That used to cost them over $100 per day. But now, Athletic Greens has created both an optimal and an affordable nutrition routine that'll cost you less than $3 per day, which is such a cheap and easy way to invest in both your health and your body. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens will give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go and visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Go check it out right now to take ownership over your health and to pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, before I wrap up the show today, folks, I did want to talk for a second about Paul Ludwinski, second round pick for the Blackhawks in the 2022 NHL draft. One of the two picks that came over from the Ottawa Senators as part of the Alex DeBrinket trade. The other, of course, was the number seven overall pick, which wound up being Kevin Korczynski. Uh, But just yesterday, the Kingston Frontenacs announced that Ludwinski had been named the new team captain after Shane Wright had been uh, reassigned to Kingston following the World Juniors and then quickly traded to the Windsor Spitfires. Kingston needed a new captain. Paulie Ludz is that guy. For Ludwinski, he's having a pretty decent season for the France. He's got 25 points in 32 games, 7 goals, and 18 assists while playing mostly as their top-line center. He's probably never going to be an offensive stud if he ever does reach the NFL. The NFL, the NHL level, which we're all hopeful he does. Uh, and the reason I believe he's going to have a good oppor- opportunity to do so is because the incredible speed and energy that he provides on a shift by shift basis. He even claimed himself to have the best motor in the entire draft when the Blackhawks selected him in the second round. So he's clearly not lack- lacking any confidence in himself either, which you love to see. Um, But with Ludwinski being named captain for Kingston, he becomes the sixth Blackhawks prospect to be named captain this year. Nolan Allen was the captain of the Prince Albert Raiders before getting traded to Seattle. Same with Colton Dock. He was the captain of the Kelowna Rockets before getting traded to Seattle. Um, Ethan Del Mastro was the captain of the Mississauga Steelheads the past two seasons before getting traded to, oh my gosh, why can't I think where he just got traded to the Sarnia Sting? Thank you very much, Jack. Way to remember that on the spot. Uh, and then also Jake Wise, kind of a forgotten Blackhawks prospect. He's a fifth-year senior captain for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And then Ilya Safanov is captain of his team over in Russia as well. Now Ludz joins them as the captain of Kingston. And there's even more guys wearing the A in the Blackhawks pipeline as well. You can't forget Drew Camesso is wearing the A in net for Boston University as the third-year starter. Uh, And then Landon Slager is also wearing the A for Notre Dame in his junior year. So just a lot of captains in the prospect pool for the Blackhawks. And I I think, you know, you don't want to weigh too much on that. But I, I do think there is something to be said about that being beneficial throughout the development process. Having a lot of leaders coming up through the system is never a bad thing to have. So Blackhawks got quite a few. They drafted a lot of these guys, obviously, before they went on to be captains. Now, one thing that does happen in junior hockey a lot, the best players kind of sometimes, most of the time, wind up being the captain. 
the guys that get drafted are, are usually the best players on the team, right? But at the same time, I, I do think it is cool that all these guys, there's so many of them, six guys wearing a C for their team this year, another two or three guys wearing the A. Uh, a lot of prospects in the pool right now for the Blackhawks are part of leadership teams. Again, I definitely don't think that can hurt whatsoever throughout the development process. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, January 12th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Make sure if you're not already to go and follow the show wherever you get your podcasts and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Once again, thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can check me out on Twitter at JackBushman2. Or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, that's going to do it here for the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.